0: Chargers traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings in the battle of the two most cursed franchises in the NFL. Let's head to the gallows with Locked On Chargers. It's Crossover Thursday.
1: You like it on three, one, two, three. You like
0: it. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Vikings fans? What is up, Chargers fans? It is a locked on Vikings, locked on Chargers crossover in preparation for the Week Three game between the Minnesota Vikings and the Los Angeles Chargers. My name is Luke Braun. I do locked on Vikings here with Daniel Wade, who does locked on Chargers. Let's get right into it, Daniel. Tell me what you think the biggest headline of this game is. Match or well, we'll do matchups later. But just like give me, give me the vibe, right? Yeah, the vibe was desperation. <laughs> For sure. 2 0 2 and and I mean, teams, right? And 0-2 and two and two I don't think is the tombstone it used to be because of the 17th game like makes the the, the math different. 0-3 feels like the new like you can't go 0-3. You go 0-3 you need a miracle.
1: Yeah, it feels like a death sentence, right? I mean, it, and I think the thing about like the 0 2 stats and stuff like that too is they usually aren't as good of teams, which is hard to say about two 0-2 teams, but, I mean, I think you're usually talking about the, the cellar dwellers are going to make up a big portion of those numbers, yeah. right, when you're seeing one the team the done It's
0: like the Cardinals the Texans that exactly. are like, like, kind of yeah. looking at the draft already.
1: Well, and, like, the schedule has a, such a big part to do with it, too, right? Like, I mean, you just lost to the Eagles, and, you know, Chargers lost to the Dolphins, who seem like they're just a unit. Obviously, I think there's moments they want back against the Buccaneers and the Titans, for sure. But for the Chargers, I mean, it feels like the biggest story for them right now saving their season, saving Brandon Staley's mm-hmm. job. Like it is true desperation and the West Coast side of things.
0: I have a listener who's a dual Chargers and Vikings fan. <laughs> oh, no. Predicted. I yeah, you know this is like, first off, hu- thoughts and prayers. Hug uh, like that. Sec- like that person. Secondly, he was like, this is the day Brandon Staley gets fired. And that's going to be, I do bold predictions every Friday. I think that's going to be one. Um, Uh, What do you think? I don't know. I wanted to run that by you.
1: Oh, no. I mean, literally the the story for this, I mean, is the Chargers saving Brandon Staley's job, right? I mean, it does feel like it's hanging by a thread. I mean, 0-3 at this point after the way last season ended, right? Because that's the big thing. It's it's like he didn't get fired after Jacksonville. And and that's what all Chargers fans are up in arms about. And and even after two seasons, they were ready to let him go the last time the chargers fired a coach in season was kevin gilbride 1996 and it was with ryan leaf with one touchdown and 15 turnovers oh, in the man. first six games so it, it doesn't happen a lot dark. it's not that dark <laughs> that but a much it, darker it, it, chapter of dude the i mean it that was a, that was a wild thing to, to go through again but i mean in this one though like kevin o'connell's safe no matter what right like 13 and 4 buys you a lot right i, I think i mean you could tell me differently but like it feels like there's only one coach's job that's on the line here, even if both seasons kind of feel like they're on the line.
0: And so I, I'm fascinated with this. Who takes over if it is Brandon Staley? Are we trying to do a like a Raiders thing where oh, you know, uh, well, gosh, what was that guy's name? That special teams guy, Bassacchia. That, yeah, Bassacchia. That um, Rich Bassacchia. We're taking him to the playoffs with an interim coach and be another team. Like, is that what we're trying to do here, or is this just a I just hate this guy so much. I need him out of my team and I need him out of my team right now. Or do we feel like, like, do we feel like that kills the season or is there somebody that would take over that we feel like kind of good about?
1: No, I mean, I I think it would be Kellen Moore uh, because like, I think that there's been enough offensively, obviously this game withstanding, right? We don't know what's going to happen in this game, but I think you've seen enough offensively that you'd say, okay, hey, let's see what Kellen Moore can do with the rest of the season. It doesn't make the Chargers better, right? Like, I don't think... That it's a player hating the coach kind of a situation where it's like, okay, the players will rally around a different coach. It'd be really interesting to see if they made it former Vikings coach Ryan Ficken because he's been actually the best Chargers oh. coach since the start of 2022. He has oh, been for him. a total godsend, man. I mean, that man has done something I never thought I would see with the Chargers, which is turn their special teams unit around. They've been a, a really good oh. special teams unit after being perennially one of the worst. So maybe it is a full-blown Rich Passaccia situation where they just say, hey, I don't know if we want to make it Kellen Moore or, you know, first year defensive coordinator Derek Ansley taking over this team. Let's make Ryan Ficken that guy. But I think it would probably be Kellen Moore. But the, the problem is, is like, I mean, and we, nobody we with deal experience. With this. Yeah. No one. Like, you don't no, have no. like
0: a, like a, this is what Romeo Crennel was made for. To be the right. guy that takes over as an interim coach, you need your Romeo Crennel.
1: Yeah, they don't have that. I, I mean, it would, it would, it would most likely be Kellen Moore, who's been at least a legitimate head coaching candidate. But also, like, I think you've seen with Brandon Staley, hey, how much is the head coaching pulling away from the play-calling duties? Can Kellen Moore handle the play-calling duties and also be the guy who's running the show and game management, all of those things? I mean, I don't think... The hard thing is I don't think it changes much. I know Chargers fans want a head on a, a spike, right? They they want mm-hmm. to see heads roll because of the way the season has started. My problem is I just don't know how much it changes. Derek Ansley's still going to be running Brandon Staley's defense that has failed the first couple of seasons. So I don't know if it changes much, but, like, I am very interested to see in this game, like how far the chaos meter goes up, right? Like yeah, the Chargers play <laughs> desperate, generally speaking. Yeah, I know. I know you Boy, know do about I have the,
0: news for you? the chaos
1: meter <laughs> for sure. But like, it feels like this is a pull out all the stops type of weird game that we're going to see for in sure. week three. That probably doesn't happen in most week threes. So I think that's going to be pretty
0: interesting and wild to watch. Yeah, and both teams being 0-2, and, and I think both teams have both lost one-score games. And that's been the thing in Minnesota is yeah. one-score games, one-score games, one-score games. This is all we have heard about to the point where I'm, like, deeply annoyed with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's all we heard last year because they won, like, I think 11 of them. And then this year they've lost two of them, and everyone goes, see, haha, ha, that's regression, which it's like, okay, watch a football game. Bro. <laughs> right. But... That does sort of give you like the opposite thing that we were dealing with the last year where you go, well, you know, Hey, maybe eventually that'll turn around and we'll regress. So that maybe we win the next two one score games, right? Who knows? Um, but I think the Vikings are built in a sense to just never put a team away because they don't have a run game. They didn't have a run game last year. They have one of the worst run games in the, in the league this year again, um, at least so far. Yeah, And they're also not built to get put away because they're so explosive on both defense and offense. That's such a good point. Jefferson. So it's like this game is never over is what I've been saying in every crossover. If it's a two score game in the middle of the third quarter, do not touch that dial. Something (laughs) wild is about to happen. It always does. It's just some big long. We've hit Jordan Addison on a big long touchdown twice. Now the rookie Um, we've hit, I mean, Justin Jefferson hilarious has not actually gotten in the end zone yet, but he's gotten over a buck 50 every game, both of the games. And it's just the touchdowns have been to everybody else. Um, it, all kinds of weapons and Kirk cousins and all of that. But it's, it's like a, a very much pat. They have run 26 times this that's season, crazy. the season, 26 yeah, rushing attempts. How um, much of
1: that is a factor of, I mean, I feel like it's hard to kind of determine their running game, just watching the games, just because of the fronts they went up against. I mean, that's two disgusting so, fronts they went up against.
0: Well, okay, yeah, the the matchups are are one thing, but also, yeah. I mean, those nasty secondaries too, Bucks and, and Eagles. That's Darius Slay and Bel Dean, and yeah. yeah, it's just good defense. Um, but like, I think part of it has been game script, like a little bit has just been you know they were behind twenty seven to seven against the Eagles. Like, of course, you're passing in that situation, and then you start getting into, um, you know, hurry up situations and stuff. But even after adjusting for that, they're the second most pass happy team in the league after adjusting for like expected pass rate by down and distance right. and stuff like that. They just don't run the ball. And when you don't run the ball, they still have. Um, and I, and I think it is hurting their like bootlegs have been really easy to sniff those out. Sure. Um, but it just means that you go three and out a lot, right? Cause you fall behind the chains. The second someone drops a pass on first down. And it also means that that doesn't matter because you could just house it from third and 10. And so we just live in this chaos world that this is what the Vikings are. They are chaos incarnate, not to mention the defense blitzing half the time, literally half of the time, uh, which I'm pretty sure leads the league by a healthy margin. Um, and playing off man coverage on the back end, which they did really, really well with against the Eagles. And A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith got a couple of explosives. And like that sure. was it. Right. One breakaway touchdown kind of puts it sours the whole thing. But in terms of like a success rate deal. Crazy. Um, The formula that this turns into is anything can happen at any time. It could be a sack. It could be an interception return for a touchdown. Both sides of the ball can be a a, a fumble on a botched exchange. We got a backup center going right now. It could be anything can happen at any time. Always strap your eyes open with tape like it's clockwork orange and put on a diaper. You will not want to move.
1: Oh, I can't wait, man! I mean, this is this game uh, on the—I don't know where it would rate on the Kirk Cousins Chaos Meter, but I think we'll it, find wherever, wherever the maximum of that is, and now you have a dude who, you know, and Justin Jefferson talking about the matchups, who's at 150 in each of these games, and now gets to go up against what has been but shouldn't be the worst secondary in the NFL so far yeah. this season. I mean, what what could go wrong for the Chargers?
0: exactly well it's like so the chargers play the same game over and over over again and they always have right it's always down the last two minutes it's always yeah it's always just it doesn't matter who what they have what draft pick they got how they did last year they always will play the same game over and over forever and i and i respect that about the chargers there's something to be said for tradition and consistency the vikings find new ways to do they are always conjuring and inventing so we were dming it's innovation versus tradition in terms of how these teams choose to completely annihilate their fans that's a key matchup for this one, and there's all other actual matchups that uh, we want to talk about as well as what each team needs to do to actually win this game. So all of that is coming up next.
1: First, though, I do need to tell you guys that Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Price Picks, which is daily fantasy made easy. Prize picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. All you have to do is pick two to five players, pick more than or less than on their projected stats. For this week, though, specifically, I was wondering to myself, where would prize picks have to put Justin Jefferson's receiving yard projection for me to not want to use that, right? To not want to use the more than on Justin Jefferson. Well, it turns out he's at 99 and a half yards going up against the Chargers, which is... 17 yards more than anyone else, which is Tyreek Hill at 82 and a half yards for the projection this upcoming weekend. Still feels too low. Sneak in there, get it in, and all you guys have to do is go to PricePicks.com slash lockdownnfl Use the code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PricePicks.com slash lockdownnfl Promo code LockdownNFL for that deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks daily fantasy sports made easy.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. Uh, I think we've both found our teams in situations where we are not prepared and that is not something you at home will necessarily want to emulate. The Jace case is Jace Medical's claim to fame, and it has five life-saving antibiotics that you can have on hand for a situation where something bad happens and maybe you can't get to a doctor for whatever reason. Look, we live in a world of supply chain issues and pandemics and natural disasters. This is just what the world is now and Better safe than sorry. So go to jacemedical.com and you can get $360 off of uh, life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. And you can get an additional $20 bucks off if you use code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medicalcom Moving right along with this crossover episode on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Chargers, Locked On Vikings. Now it's time to talk matchups, and let's do the one you talked about with prize picks just now, uh, with Justin Jefferson, and how the Chargers are going to handle him. This is a question I have for everybody. So the Vikings have Justin Jefferson. They've got a deep threat in Jordan Addison, who's been able to take the top off of defenses. They have a vertical tight end. They have TJ Hawkinson, who can run routes 15 yards down the field and get open on them, not to mention be a blocker. Um, They've got KJ Osborne, who's no slouch. They don't necessarily have a run game. So what do we do here? What what the Eagles did was they put, uh, they did the same thing that everybody did last year. They put a half safety over the top of Justin Jefferson. It didn't really work. He still got 150. He ended up one-on-one with Darius Slay a bunch of times, got enough wins that way. And Brandon Staley and Sean Desai are off the same tree. They're both former Fangio disciples. So they run the same defense, all that quarter, quarter, half, all of that same stuff the Vikings showed that they had quarter, quarter, half beaters. They had cover six and cover eight beaters. So what do the chargers do about this? Do they have a player they can trust or is it just going to be about calling cover one, double 18, hoping everybody else doesn't kill you?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a legitimate question. I mean, there's no person obviously one-on-one in the world that can cover Justin Jefferson, but the chargers don't have the next closest thing, which is someone who can slow him down. Uh, in a one-on-one basis. And the, the other really, Problematic part of it. Daniel Popper, who covers the Chargers from the Athletic, put out a stat that the Chargers have run that cover six, right, which cover four, cover two on the other side. I think thirteen times, and they've given up seven explosive plays out of it. So, like, even when they're trying to do that against other teams, it's not working, right? Brian Staley wants to put a house, you know, put a roof over the defense. It hasn't worked, which has been kind of the hilarious thing about Brian Staley between this year and last year. Last year, one of the worst in the league at stopping explosive plays even though they run a defense that kind of specializes in it, right? Like that—that That is the point, trying to run the disguises, you know, show two high looks, pre-snap, and then kind of rotate out of it and disguise things, which is nice until it doesn't work. So I think when you have three cornerbacks, your three starters, Asante Samuel Jr., J.C. Jackson, Michael Davis, all three of those guys have gotten beat for a 35-yard play already this season, and it's been two games.
0: I was going to ask, so – Chargers fans should know the Vikings are having a whole thing on their offensive line right now. They're starting center Garrett Bradbury's out with a back injury. I wouldn't anticipate him being back. Although the team has expressed optimism. I kind of I don't buy it, but uh, something to watch right as practice sure. reports get released. And then they also have Christian Darrisaw with an ankle injury right now. So we might not have uh Darrisaw he had so did an he injury. re-aggravate
1: the ankle in the warm-up for the last game? Is that yes, what I was reading? exactly.
0: So he was a game-time decision. They went out before the game Thursday night. They tested it. He felt good. They activated him. The deadline passes for when you can do active inactive. He is now warming up for the actual game and aggravates his his ankle. So he has to go back to the sideline. Oli Udo, backup, goes in, tears up his knee. He's out for the year. So so we either have David Quessenberry, who's in year like thirteen, uh. Or we're moving guards over. We just saw signed Dalton Reisner, who played right tackle in college. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's going to play left guard like he did in Denver, and Ezra Cleveland will move out. Maybe he's just here to replace a guard somebody's upset with. I kind of don't really see that one as as likely, but the fans really, really do. So there's a whole thing going on. Um, Hey, did the Chargers have any edge rushers we should worry about? (laughs) That's the crazy thing,
1: man, and, and like, I, I, I found myself smiling during you talking about brutal injuries, and it was only because, like, I know how much you got bombarded with Dalton Reisner before the Dalton Reisner signing, so it's <laughs> yeah, just it's a little funny.
0: It kind of became uh, a bit. It's fine. No, yeah,
1: but, like, there was a kind of a development in this last week for the Chargers where defensively the one thing they actually did that worked extremely well Was they took their second round pick Tuli Tupolo to and Joey Bosa and had them rushing off the same side and like Mm -hmm. Tuli as like the thirteenth edge rusher drafted and like looks like a dude like he's totally chaotic and has to like rein things in a a little bit. Factory in L.A. Huh? Totally, man. Like he just, I mean, he set up both the Bosa sacks last week. He got a sack of his own, but like they used him as like a rover, just kind of wandering around the line of scrimmage, pick a gap, go. But like just his general explosiveness and, and how quickly he got into the chest of the guards and tackles to open things up for the other edge rushers was insane to see for a dude in his second game. Um, but that was a very positive development where like there's something now, I mean, zero sacks week one, but five sacks against Ryan Tannehill last week, who takes a lot Whew. of sacks. I mean, let's, I mean, yeah. that's also a so part of the equation. Vikings. He also, you know, went 20 of 24 and completed 82% of his passes, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I mean, Pass rushing-wise, Joey Bosa should be able to play more snaps than he did last week, came out of the game healthy, was really limited with a hamstring injury. That is the other matchup I was looking at, right? Depending on who plays on the left side, I mean, obviously, rushing on the interior. The Chargers rushed their edge rushers on the interior last week a lot more. I'd probably expect to see that in this game, too, considering all the things that are happening. I mean, we might see Khalil Mactuli, to and Joey Bosa all lined up on the same side of the center just to get, just attack the, the Vikings' left side of their line, but... There's a lot of things that are going to go into it. But, hey, we have to get into what's going to win this game, right? I mean, we yes, talked we about it a lot. And for the Chargers, I think they just have to turn things totally chaotic. And I think the Vikings will be a willing participant in that dance. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited to see we what that looks like.
0: Yes, we're definitely so going to see chaos. But I have a uh, prediction,
1: too. I have a prediction okay. for this game that we have to get into for sure.
0: All right. Hold that thought.
1: I do want to tell you guys about bird dogs, though, which is where I got this sweet hat. And I know you guys. Yeah, I mean, the fit is, is looking nice today. But bird
0: yes, dogs, the one YouTube, thing get, you got to go check it out on YouTube. He's like, yeah, flashy,
1: yeah. For the YouTube audience. I mean, it, it's all white today after Labor Day. So it is what it is. But <laughs> the one <laughs> thing rules. that Let's go. the bird dogs made me realize was that I was doing shorts wrong, which is something that is a terrible thing to say as someone who's lived in Southern California their entire life. And I just didn't know the entire time I was doing shorts wrong. Thought shorts were shorts, right? They went well past my knees. It passed me by quickly. I'm a 30-year-old man now. I had to get with the game. My wife started stopped letting me wear shorts out to certain events. Then I got my bird dogs. And bird dogs are so much more comfortable than the other shorts I had, but they also just look so much better. They let my wife actually let me out of the house to go out and do things in shorts, which when it's 95 degrees in Southern California, you kind of need to be able to wear shorts. And you don't want to look like a, a Lego fireman, right? With your boxy shorts. <laughs> Get some bird dogs. Get something that looks nice and also feels nice. The liner inside the shorts that, you know, makes it so you do not have to wear anything underneath. Total game changer. Wear them to golf. Wear them to swim. Wear them to play pickleball. I mean, they're pretty much good for every occasion. Do shorts right. Don't be like me. Go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NFL. Enter the promo code lockdown NFL at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle. I got that. You can get the water bottle. That's birddogs.com slash lockdown NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you
0: moving right along and a special uh, thank you to all of the everydayers that listen to locked on Vikings and or locked on Chargers. And if any of you listen to both, we love you extra. Uh, Let's get to the crux of the issue. And that is what needs to happen for each of these teams to win. Um, I guess you go first. Yeah, I mean,
1: I alluded to it, right? I mean, to me, it's about turning this game into total chaos, and I think that means turning the Vikings over, which has been, I mean, they're kryptonite, right? Like yeah. the they, fact they that got fumbleitis, dude, fumbleitis for sure. I mean, watching those two games in the lead up to this was a wild thing, like especially considering the margins
0: of their losses, right? Like exactly, you've Six lost turnovers two turnovers minus nine <laughs> point differential. It's disgusting.
1: And then you throw in the pick, too. I mean, seven turnovers, and they've lost by a total of nine points. But for me, like, what that tells me, though, is if the Chargers can't make it messy, if, if they can't turn this into a chaotic game, they just don't have a chance. Because I feel like that's the they're the total antithesis of each other, right? Because the Chargers haven't turned the ball over, uh, playing extremely clean football, and are 0-2 anyways. So, like, mm-hmm. for the Chargers... To even play a clean game, but still get a win against a Vikings team who probably had a you know good chance to win each of the first two games if they didn't turn the ball over. Like if the Vikings play a clean game, I don't I don't know how the Chargers could win just because like they've already played clean games and they've lost anyways.
0: I, I think I'm right on the same page with you that it it has to be don't turn the ball over it has to be priority one a honestly even if they lose but they didn't get any turnovers it's gonna feel like okay at least we got that crap out of the way um and it's you know long season but. I think that's part of it, and I think for the Chargers at least, I don't think the Chargers can win if they don't figure out a way to contain Justin Jefferson. I don't think you can give up a 200-yard game to JJ and keep up. But, yeah, no and we haven't really talked about the other side of the ball at all, Um, I think there is a world where the Chargers can run this thing out and keep the game under control that way. Now, you're going to have to keep, uh, give me the, the latest on Austin Eckler. Yeah. Um, But who is the backup if he doesn't play and is he looking forward to having the best game of his career?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Josh Kelly is the backup and he was the starter last week. The chargers couldn't run at all last week. He went up against Jefferson and it was just, yeah, Tennessee is insane up front that they're just monsters. Um, But the first week of the season Josh Kelly and Austin Eckler almost went for 100 in that first game. I mean, the Chargers are more committed, and they will have to be in this game. I mean, that's the other part of this, obviously. Make chaos on the other side of the ball. The Vikings are probably going to give the Chargers what they want in the running game. They have a smaller front, as I've seen you point out on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it. they have to stay committed to it. If they're going to run three safety looks, if they're going to have those guys out there, if they're going to give them the run, they have to take it. And at least I feel more confident... Not that the Chargers, you know, it'll lead to a win, but in the Chargers staying committed to it, they had a, a, you know, a series, a a sequence in the first game where they ran the ball six straight times. Like, that's just something that would not happen under Joe Lombardi, right? Kellen Moore Mm -hmm. will take it if you give it to him. The Chargers do have a much more north and south power-style running scheme that they're going with this year. That is their best chance. Limit the times that Justin Jefferson and that Minnesota Vikings can have the ball, and then... Try to execute flawlessly offensively, which I
0: think is going to be a major issue for them as well. Right, given the first two games, they've had three possessions. Two games, three possessions across those two games, where the Vikings defense has been on the field for more than fifteen plays, three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three times. Two of them were touchdowns, and one of them actually turned into a, 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 oh, a no. punt because of a couple. They actually a like punt? Drove down to the Yeah, a there punt? were a couple uh, of, like nasty sacks. Drive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was in the Thursday night yeah, game. No, it was I like two consecutive yeah, sacks, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they got just out of range. I or remember. Yeah, they could have put goal, the
1: game actually. away. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. Could, no, they it did was, punt because they could have put it away. And he took back to back sacks. There was also the holding yeah. call and the AJ Brown touchdown that didn't happen right.
0: Right. Yeah. So disgusting run defense, and part of that I think, at least against the Eagles, it was a game plan thing of we're so worried about this passing offense that we're just going to like keep our light guys on the field and if they run they can run and i don't really see them changing it up a lot against the chargers to be honest with you um they for one they had a lot of success in coverage right and they probably feel like hey we're not really talking about run defense at all if we don't fumble that that formula probably worked enough as long as we don't piss away a bunch of 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 possessions sure i'm I'm thinking like maybe the vikings take that again and there could be an avenue there of all right well let's just run you down for seven yards of play keep this thing under control keep the chaos to a to a minimum right and um you know try to actually take control of a game maybe that's what the chargers want but ultimately i mean this is Vikings chargers this thing's gonna get weird somehow right it has to it's God to dec- decrees it. It has to.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean I've seen that the Chargers call Vikings West, right? Like there there are a lot of similarities. Oh, yeah. there's so in much this camaraderie. Team, right? like, there's Unless you some... got like
0: weird beef over the rookie of the year thing two years ago.
1: Yeah, no. I mean <laughs> it sucks that Justin Jefferson had that season, the same yeah. season a quarterback won, did but what yeah, he we're did. Over it. We're totally. Over it. I mean, like, if it wasn't so heavily slanted towards quarterbacks right he wins that every time like in a vacuum I mean look what Garrett Wilson won it with last year just because all of the rookie quarterbacks were trash right like that that has a lot more to do with it than anything else it it feels like it's a chaotic game and and like it's been such a a crapshoot to try to predict the Chargers because you can pick them to win you can be right about all the reasons you pick them to win and they can still kind of foil it anyways and even in that first game they ran for 243 yards didn't turn the ball over Justin Herbert clean game they lost. <laughs> you know what I mean. So like, it almost doesn't matter. And it's just like, there's in no way a good conscience. I can pick the Chargers to win this game. But what I can do is go for the totally chaotic outcome. I'm gonna pick the Chargers to tie this game with the Vikings. I think that the only way this game can can end is with neither team going 0 three. Yes. Both teams yes! coming back to make the playoffs, and this game ending in a thirty-one baby. Thirty-four, thirty-four tie. 34-34 tie. That's what I'm going with this game. It's the only,
0: tie. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only wait, thing
1: that makes wait. sense to me.
0: And definitely two field goals in overtime.
1: Oh, team. yes. Oh, 100%. No, it's, it's each team getting a field goal in overtime. market, And then the okay. Chargers still come up short on their last possession in overtime when they, you know, they haven't Here's been able to I go got. win a game.
0: So there's a stat that broke my brain. And that is that eight different franchises have kicked their franchise long field goal against the Vikings. Eight of a quarter of the league have, has kicked their franchise. It's amazing how good <laughs> That's, a are That's a wild number. It's insane. And if you look at like field goal percentage against which like defenses, you know, don't have a lot of control over this. Right. Sure. But field goal percentage against is marginally higher for the like by a by a good chunk higher for the right. Vikings than anybody else in the league. And it doesn't matter how long you extend. It goes back decades. It's insane Weird. how good kickers are against the Vikings. You just do not miss against the Vikings. So the Chargers will lose on a missed field goal against the Vikings. It has to be <laughs> the chaotic thing that happens here. That is, it's gotta be right. It's gotta be a, a two point game, 39 yarder to win it. And finally someone misses against the Vikings. It, it, the Chargers have to like, that has to be, we're in a very Chargersy game, right? Two minute drill. Yeah. What are we going to do? But it also has to have that Vikingsiness of being something that, is the last thing that you expect that's the only way i can reconcile the two curses of these teams yeah I, I
1: totally could see that happening but like just who knows like that's the crazy thing about trying to predict a game like this right like all you can, <laughs> you can. all you can actually <laughs> guarantee is that chaos will ensue any serious Something prediction weird. is
0: a waste of your time absolutely totally. just sit like, down strap yourself into your armchair
1: to a straight those
0: yeah exactly tighten those restraints Take a couple of smelling salts and enjoy yourself.
1: Take your TV remote and put it in a safe place. Move it it away. Tell the
0: family to go somewhere else. All fragile
1: items. No, dude. (laughs) I mean, don't let anyone watch you watch this game. I think that's another (laughs) big thing. Like, do not let anyone see what this game is going to do to you because, like, it's going to tear us in so many different directions. And like, you're going to freak out about something in the second quarter, and it's just like you're going to be like, hey show out bro we still have the fourth quarter we're like even more weird stuff's gonna happen like i i just i can't wait and i like also can't wait for it to be over already because i just know it's going to be terrible and and weird and and awesome and chaotic and i just i don't even know what to expect from this game man
0: sit back and enjoy everybody uh thank you so much for hanging out for crossover thursday uh go check out locked on chargers for more research if you're vikings fans go check out locked on chargers always go check it out and and uh find do do a little uh oppo scouting you know and yeah. chargers fans come and suffer a different way for a change i guess with me uh for daniel wade <laughs> i'm luke braun thank y'all so much for listening to crossover thursday on the locked on podcast network